Welcome to the Lake Point Church Weekend Messages Podcast. Thanks for joining us to hear the latest sermons happening at our church. We pray that God speaks to you in a timely way through this message. And if you're encouraged by this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and share it to help get the word out. You can find more digital content to feed your faith and our other podcasts by visiting lakepoint.church/digital. Now, let's tune into the message for today. When uh, preparation for these services, which, by the way, are my favorite every year, um, I came across a, a story that kind of gets to the heart of uh, what the holiday season can feel like a lot of times. Um, it's a story about um, two um, older people, kind of in their twilight years, that had grown up in poverty and really gotten married in that same uh, state. And, uh, and they uh, came to a year, kind of in their twilight years, where they kind of scraped all their pennies together. And, uh, and they were shopping one Christmas for their many grandchildren in the middle of a, a really busy shopping mall. And in the middle of that uh, te- you know, terrible experience, the wife looks over and realizes to her dismay that her husband is totally missing. And so she you know, jumps right to anger and picks up her phone and, and calls him and she says, babe, where are you? You know, we've got a lot to do. And uh, there was a long sort of tense silence And then the husband uh, began explaining, and he said, "Um, babe, do you remember 40 years ago when we were dating, that jewelry store in this exact same mall that we walked into when when we didn't have a penny, and you fell in love with that diamond necklace in the jewelry store? And she said, yes, I do. And he went on to say, and do you remember that 40 years ago, I made a half joke to you that someday I would do whatever it took to get you that necklace. No matter the cost, I would find a way to get you that necklace. And all of a sudden, with emotion flushing to her face and little tears formed on the corners of her eyes, she said, yes, I remember the exact store. And there was a long pregnant pause and his voice came back and he said, well, I'm in the gun shop next door to that. (laughs) Now listen, (laughs) Uh, sometimes the gift that you get is not the one you thought that you were going to get. <laughs> and uh, what happens at, uh, at Christmas, we remember not only the fact that God gave a gift, but he told us the meaning of the gift, why he gave that gift. You know, I want you to think about this. All across the world, in every country in the world, people stop and they remember Christmas, but a precious few remember the meaning of that gift that God gave Um, In uh, preparation for these services, for the last few months, really, I've been really thinking about just one sentence um, that uh, was declared by the angels at the first Christmas. And and here's all they said. They said, listen, they said, unto you, unto you, they said, is born this day in the city of David a Savior, and he is Christ the Lord. Unto you, they said, this is a gift to you, unto you. And when they declared that, what God was doing is he was not just highlighting the fact that a gift was being given, he was explaining the meaning, the world-changing meaning of the gift that he was giving. Now, 
that, that phrase, unto you is born this day, it's so pregnant with meaning. I really wanted to illustrate it to you. And so um, let, me, let me see this, and I gotta be extremely careful with it. Uh, now, real quick, let me explain what I'm about to show you and why I've gotta be very, very careful with it. Um, I, so I was born in 1983, okay, 80s baby, but the 90s made me. And uh, so if you're like in my generation or maybe up a little bit, so he, here was the, the, uh, the cool ranking factors of my childhood. It was kids who watched Michael Jordan, kids who had posters of Michael Jordan, kids who had Michael Jordan shoes, maybe Michael Jordan himself. And then above that was anyone whose dad owned one of these. Now, here's what this is. This is a 1986-1987 Fleer Michael Jordan rookie card. That's what this is. This was the holy grail of all Christmas gifts, the thing that everyone wished upon a star that they might someday be able to get. It was this guy. Now, you may have noticed, I'm being very, very careful with this. There's a reason for that. This is worth more than multiple of my car. Uh, In fact, one of these earlier this year, a 1986-87 Michael Jordan rookie card auctioned for over $100,000 earlier this year. Now, the reason I'm being very careful with it is this is on loan to us from someone who let Lake Point borrow it for these services. And even a fall from this height, this is a near mint condition version, even a fall from this height could decrease the value dramatically. Now, I want you to get a close-up shot. Ooh, no, no, no. Okay, I'm teasing. (laughs) That was a counterfeit. Now, this is the real thing. This is the real thing. This actually is a 1986-1987 near mint condition Michael Jordan rookie card. Now, I actually do want you to get a close-up shot of this guy really quick, okay? Now, I mentioned earlier, one of these auctioned for over $100,000 earlier this year. Now, let me ask you this question. Why is this card so valuable? Is it because of what it is? No. Guys, I want you to think about this. All this card is, is cardboard and ink. The cardboard and ink that it uh, required to make this card is probably worth about two cents. So why is this card worth tens of thousands of dollars? It's value, listen, it's value isn't determined by what it is, but by what someone was willing to pay for it. Now listen, when it was declared at the first Christmas, unto you, unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. What God was saying is, here's the price that I am willing to pay for you. God was saying, your worth, your value is not determined by what you are, it's determined by how much I was willing to pay for you. And he was saying, I'm willing to go all in. Unto you is born this day a savior, my own son. And here's why that matters. You know, what I know is that some of you guys, honestly, you're feeling very awkward at this Christmas service. You walked in and grandma dragged you here and you got to pretend like you wanted to be here and you, you know, kind of keep the beast in the family and that kind of thing. And some of you are here and really what you feel in your heart of hearts is you feel awkward because what you're saying is, man, uh, all I am is I'm just an addict. Right, you know, I'm an adulterer, I had an affair, or man, I was layoff number 142. And you listen to me, some of those things may be true, but your value isn't determined by what you are, it's determined by what somebody was willing to pay for you. And Christmas is the ultimate reminder that you were worth Jesus to God. Jesus. 
Uh, the, the, I love how the apostle John says it. He just said it like this. For he, Jesus, is the propitiation for our sins. You know what that word means, propitiation? Here's all that means. It means a payment that satisfies. What it means that God ran the Carfax on you and you came back, broke down, lemon, rebuilt title, and he paid the full price anyway. That's what he did for you because he loves you. Or you might honestly be on the other end of the spectrum and honestly, you feel uh, inappropriately comfortable in some ways. Where, where here, here's what you might say. You might be saying, man, I feel really good because I'm a good, conservative, religious person. Now, let me just give you a really quick disclaimer. I'm gonna say something in the next 10 seconds that's not the kind of thing that you're supposed to say at sentimental, you know, sanitized Christmas services. But I would be an awful pastor if I just didn't tell you the truth. So let me just tell you this. Guys, Jesus came for rebellious people, but it was religious people that killed him. Your morality may keep you out of jail and it may keep you out of trouble, but it will take the blood of Jesus Christ to keep you out of hell. And that's why he came. He came to spill that blood for you. You know, a lot of times at Christmas services, and I, you know, I guess there's nothing wrong with this, but a lot of times what, what people tend to do is they talk about the cradle, the cradle, the cradle, the cradle, the cradle. But guys, the whole reason he came to the cradle was to go to the cross. He came, and at that first Christmas, that bloody little baby eventually became a bloody crucified man. He was born that men no more might die. The first gift at the very first Christmas, it didn't go under a tree. He climbed up on one to take away the sins of the world. And that, that is the meaning of Christmas. Uh, it, when God did that and he removed the alienation, the separation that we had from him because of our sin, he didn't just remove something, he supplied something. He removed the penalty for our sin, but he supplied his presence. I love so much. I love how the apostle Matthew, he, he just said it like this. It's my favorite Christmas verse. He said, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call his name Emmanuel which means God with us. Now, hey, um, I'll, I'll, I'll be really, uh, I'll shoot you really straight. If there was ever a year where you were looking around at your life and looking around at the world and you were going, man, it sure doesn't feel like God is with us. 2020 would be the year. You look around out what's going on in the world and, and everything, but then you look in at your own personal life. And here's what I know. For some of you, this was the year that the, the biopsy results came back positive. Or this was the year that the fourth miscarriage happened or your marriage fell apart or you lost your job. Or for many people who are watching me right now, this was the year that you lost a loved one, a father, mother, grandfather, grandmother in the pandemic. And you're looking around right now and here's what you're saying. You're like, man, like you can say that all you want, but it sure doesn't look like God is with me. Can I just tell you something that I've learned just from a few years of walking with God in my life? Here's what I've learned. It is far easier to see how God was with you when you're looking through the rearview mirror than when you're looking through the windshield. When you look back on how God worked in your life in the past, it's a lot easier to see God was with me than when you're in the middle of that moment and you're looking forward and trying to see how he will be with you. I get very, very emotional when I look back on my 37 years and I just see all those moments where it did not feel like God was with me, it felt like he was against me. 
But then looking back, I can see how God actually was with me. Man, you know, I remember when I was in high school and like I had just, God had just saved me. And man, I was full like that, you know, that new love for Jesus. And, you know, I just wanted to tell everybody about him. I'm walking around my high school with my Bible under my arm, just wanted to tell people about, about Jesus. And I remember back then, what I wanted more than anything else is I just wanted a godly wife. I, I, I wanted that more than anything else. I just wanted a godly wife. You know, and I remember specific girls asking them out and just getting rejected. And in those moments, like really feeling in my heart of hearts, like, God, where are you? You've abandoned me. You see that same girl 15 years later and you go, oh, you were with me. (laughs) God was with me. You see, it's easy to see it through the rear view mirror. Or I look back on the first few years of um, mine and Jana's marriage. And in those first few years uh, when we had a miscarriage, And then for the next 15 years, we've never gotten pregnant since. And like I remember 10, 12 years ago, when month after month after month, there was like a new grieving process for Jana. And I remember in those moments just being like, God, where are you? It really does not feel like you are with me. But then you fast forward. And in just the last service, my three children were sitting right there, my two adopted daughters, my one adopted son. And I remember that moment when nine years ago, a social worker walked into a room with my first daughter, Eliana, in his hands, and he handed us our first daughter. And I remember he said, she's yours. And we named her Eliana because that means God has answered And I sat in this service with my three kids today. And listen, I wouldn't trade those kids for a hundred biological children. God was with me and I can see it. He was with me now. You know, this year, um, this year for me personally has not gone at all like I thought it was gonna go. If you're new around here, uh, do a little calendar math uh, in your mind for a second. If you're new around here, I became the senior pastor of this church the second week of February, hooray. And, you know, I remember like in March and April, you know, pandemic starts, we shut down in-person services, all that stuff. And I remember like being in my sunroom, on my knees, Bible in front of me, on my chair, and just being like, God, where are you? What are you doing? It really doesn't feel like you're with me. And now I look back and the darker the world got, the lighter our the brighter our light was able to shine. We met more needs and reached more people this year than ever before. Why? Because God was with us. He was with us the whole time he was with us. I remember, man, it was just, it was just last year. Uh, I had a, a six month span, never happened before, never happened since in my entire life, where I started having like severe anxiety attacks right before I would preach every week. And I remember sitting like in that chair right there and that happening to me 30 seconds before I was supposed to walk up these stairs. And I remember sitting there and just being like, God, where are you? You got to stop this. You got to come through for me. And looking back, what I see is that he didn't get me out of it, but he got me through it because he was with me in it. God was with me. He was with me. And then someday, someday, There will come a day where, God willing, many years from now, I will lay on my deathbed dying. And God willing, my family and some of my friends might be there and they'll be praying for God to heal my body. And there will come a moment where he 
doesn't do it. And I will breathe my last. And in that moment, in the flash, in the twinkling of an eye, I will step into heaven and God will be with me forever. Why? Because his name is Emmanuel, God with us. He's with us. That's who he is. It's his name. Now listen, God is with us. The only question left is, are are you with him? Like, let me say it this way. Have you had a personal Christmas? It would not matter if Jesus Christ was born a thousand times in the city of Bethlehem. If he is not born into your heart, you will be lost. And the greatest gift that you could receive this Christmas is to receive the gift of his own son into your life. And so if you've never done that before and you're realizing maybe right now that you need to cross a line of faith online at any of our campuses in this room, would you just bow your head with me right now? Bow your head, everybody, right now. And would you just pray this prayer from a sincere heart? If you're realizing you need to cross that line of faith, just pray, God, I know I'm a sinner. And I have lived for other things first besides you. But I believe that you died to take the penalty for my sins. I believe that you rose again. And from this day forward, as best as I know how, I will live for you first. I receive the free gift of your grace. Thank you for making me a son or a daughter of the living God. And Lake Point, can we celebrate with people who made that decision at all of our campuses right now? Let's do that right now. That's right. Thanks for listening today. For more biblical teaching and worship, join us for our church online live weekend services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. and Sundays at 9.30 and 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. For more information about all the digital ministries of Lake Point, visit lakepoint.church/digital. slash